and we're rolling. How are you doing today, Nick? Hey, good. How are you? I'm doing good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a crazy week for me. Yeah, uh, I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were talking a little bit about it. But yeah, yeah. You're, we're, we're, I think we're both looking at trying to get a new new houses. So. It, it's kind of a crazy time to yeah. want to buy a house. Yeah, I know. Interest rates are insane. Yeah. Um, and and uh, the inventory is low. I mean, there's nothing, uh, you know, like living, you can live next to a dumpster for $400,000, <laughs> you know, but you can only live there uh, two weeks out of the month. And, you know, it's crazy. There's all kinds of wild things, you know. And, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know what's going to happen. And it's not like you can build a new house because it's like no. so crazy to, to the cost yeah. just to, you know, a, piece of plywood still insane i mean who would have thought that that would have been like a if you're looking at like a if you want a new build you're looking at like easily five hundred thousand dollars i know in like a decent area right right which is wild yeah and for something that you could probably get for you know three hundred and fifty thousand, right yeah so it's just it's crazy um the house that we i told you we were we put actually put an offer in yeah um they were asking like a ridiculous amount of money Mm -hmm. and we went and looked at it and the whole thing needs to be redone but that doesn't scare me because, yeah. you, like, you should have seen this house when we bought okay. it. Like, this house, like, I mean, it was a, it, I mean, it wasn't bad, but it was it was livable, but it was completely outdated. Yeah, it's great. This is a really cool basement. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank yep. you. Yeah, it, this whole basement had like a drop ceiling and. Oh wow. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah, but, I'm I'm not handy at all. You did all this <laughs> yourself. Uh, for the most part, yeah. Wow, that's. Yeah. Did you know how to do it ahead of time or like or no. did you YouTube or did you? <laughs> YouTube is like, a big factor. Yeah. yeah. You learn, you can learn so much on YouTube. I know. I know. You get a, you can get a degree essentially. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Tell me about it. I've had some clients that thought that they learned a lot from YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Well, your field of study is a little different. You yeah. kind of need to go to college for that. Right. Right. Yeah. It was, uh, that was a long, long road. <laughs> it, was, it was, I had a flashback. Sorry. Was, was, Where did yeah. you go to college? Yeah. So I went to Michigan state for undergrad oh. Oh, um, I did cool. four years there, uh, graduated in 2002, and then I got into law school in um, the University of Miami in Florida, and I don't know why I decided to go there. I never <laughs> went to Miami before that. We, I went on a trip with my my parents after I got in, and it was, I think I just had never been out of Michigan, so yeah. I grew up in like a really small town. And um, Where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Elsie, Michigan, or oh, like okay. Bannister, Michigan. Yeah. Elsie, Michigan. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the dairy, it's the dairy capital. So. <laughs> Is it really? I did yeah. not know that. Yeah, I don't know why we need one, but. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, so I grew up there, and then we. Um, then I, I went down to Miami for a year, found out that I absolutely hated it. <laughs> it was like living oh. in Vegas. Um, Miami's crazy. Yeah. I was insane. just there. Oh, really? Ago, okay. Yeah. I'm it's, from West Palm Beach. Oh, cool. Okay. So I flew down to Miami to get my dad. My dad came yeah. up and. Um, yeah, we went to South Beach, and it's just like, I know. holy cow, like, these people are strung out on cocaine all day. I know, <laughs> I know, and, and it's nice to, like, visit, but, like, if you yeah. live there, it's insane, because then it's, like, everyone's on their weekend, you yeah. know, like, every, you yeah. know, so it's a constant, yeah. um, and it was hard to, you know, it's hard to study, like, you know. I can um, imagine. Yeah, but it was just so oppressively hot, <laughs> it was, it was just so bad, but, um, you know, my wife, uh, she's an opera singer too. So she's oh, cool. kind of a weird, weird combination. <laughs> um, so she was in the Florida Grand Opera there for a year and uh, was in the chorus and did some cool stuff with them. And then she got into um, a school that's part of Johns Hopkins University. It's a oh, Peabody wow. Conservatory. And okay. so then we, she, that's in Baltimore. So then we moved from um, 
back from Miami to Michigan, and then we got married, and then we moved out to Baltimore and wow. lived there for two years for uh, law school. I finished up up there. So, yeah. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. And then you moved back to Michigan. Yep, yep, we did. Um, I, That wasn't really the plan. My, um, my dad got sick during law school, and my mom, you know, obviously I'm an only child, so it was just a rough. It was a really rough time for her, so we just decided to move back and just kind of been here ever since and lived in uh, – in you know Lansing area for since we graduated since I graduated in 2005 so been wow. here for a while yeah it's yeah. kind of crazy this is really weird and oh. off top topic but I know you're a comedian so yeah. you'll appreciate this yep you look a lot like Tom Segura oh really yeah, yeah. have you been told that before I have um when I, <laughs> I it used to be Louis C.K. but then yeah I, kind I of, actually thought I, that yeah too. yeah but I, I appreciate it. it used to be Louis now it's just Tom Segura that's fine with me yeah yeah that's good thanks <laughs> that's that's hilarious yep. yeah I'm yep. just like looking at you like wow you look a lot yeah. like Tom Segura <laughs> especially now with the, like in front of the mic and right, all that stuff right. the, this podcast is great so. yeah yeah that's funny so when did you get into comedy so i got into comedy kind of a bad time to get into comedy i got into comedy my (laughs) son was born in 2012 okay and right after he was born a few months after that my one of my friends uh just signed me up for an open mic over at at sir pizza oh okay um in old town and they were having like a competition and i'd never done stand-up before and uh i was petrified just so scared <laughs> i remember like right before the show like you know how can i get out of this you know like i was like this is you know, rocking myself to sleep on the couch like oh my god i can't like do this and then i i finally went up and did it and it was just like wow this is so fun and what did you um, what did you talk about i talked about being a dad you know i just i didn't have any material prepared really i just yeah. kind of went up and talked um and then you know i moved on to the next round and um uh, which was like a month later. So then I tried to write some jokes in between then. And, and yeah, it just has kind of been since then. So this will be 10 years in July of um, next month. So 10 years in wow. July. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what has that transition looked like from, I mean, obviously yeah. you just started with it, just an open mic type, yeah. type of thing, right? Yeah. So it's just like a, it's grind, you know, you, you just kind of like you start working on material, you'll start getting um like open mics you'll sign up for those and where everybody can perform and you know a lot of times it's not a lot of people and you're just kind of like putting reps in and you know you're getting better at at your craft getting more comfortable with people learn how to tell jokes and stories and stuff like that and then as you get better people will see you and then they'll say well maybe do you want to come do this show um you'll get paid maybe like 10 15 bucks or something like that for like a a set and and then you're just kind of working your way up and um yeah it's just been a kind of a grind since then it's i mean like a grind but it's fun i mean i, I yeah. love doing it it's like one of those things where i wish i would have started doing it when i was uh, much <laughs> younger um because i was 32 when i started so wow. which is a little bit older but that's cool uh, yeah that's really yeah. cool um now what is the what is the balance like with obviously yeah. you're a lawyer so yeah. what is that balance like yeah so it started out like when i first moved back to michigan i didn't have had a lot of connections in um dc area because that's where i went to law school but then when we moved back here i didn't really have many people that i knew and uh so I basically i had to like start over so i was just taking i worked at a firm um that i wasn't happy working at you know <laughs> just trying to pay the bills and student loans and uh so i was doing a lot of litigation in court and stuff like that which is like a lot of early mornings and late nights mm. and stuff and um, as time's gone, has gone on, I, I went out on my own and had my own practice and I've had my own practice since about 2007 or 2008. Oh, wow. So yeah. What's, what's the name of it? Um, it's Lightorf Law Firm. Okay. So yeah, plug. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I kind of transitioned from litigation and criminal defense into the last 
four or five years doing estate planning. So that's kind of what I really enjoy doing where litigation is like you're in court all the time and estate planning is more like what we call transactional where you're just kind of helping people um, with their, you know, plan their estates, what happens to them when they pass away oh, okay. or if they're incapacitated, stuff like that. Um, and I just love it. It's just, I have so much more freedom with my schedule. I can, you know, do, I can do remote. I can meet with people remotely. I can draft documents remotely. Um, it's just, it's freed up so much more of my time to do, to be a more creative person, which I think I, I always was, was that. Right. And cause I mean, my parents were, my, my mom was a graphic designer and my dad was an art teacher. So oh, wow. when they're like, there's something came to them. It was like, I want to go to law school. Like, what's wrong with you? We don't, did we not raise you? Right. Like what's going on? And I think I just came around to, you know, doing more creative things and just really enjoy it. And, you know, my wife's a creative person and, and yeah, it's just, uh, it's been a, it's been a huge journey. It's kind of weird to, you know, kind of sit down and, and talk about it like that. Cause it's, um, it's been times where I was just like, man, I hate my job. And, I could imagine. um, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where, I really take on a lot of people's energies too when I'm in my job, which I think is probably part of the reason I'm good at what I, I do. Um, that's well, the fact that you also own the business. Yeah. And you, you have some passion and everything behind it too. Right. Yeah. When you're working for somebody else, it's like, <clears throat> you know, I'm making this person rich, you know? Right, so, exactly. <laughs> so, and I really didn't, I mean, that wasn't my goal. I mean, when I started out, I wanted to work like in-house as an attorney for like a bigger corporation, things like that. Yeah. Boring stuff. <laughs> and, uh, um, it just never just didn't pan out and kind of had to do what I needed to do to just survive and pay, <laughs> pay the bills and stuff. And then found this passion that I love and kind of reverse engineered a way to make that possible more. And, um, it's, it's been great. I mean, it's not perfect, but I've made, I'm so much more happy than I used to be. Like just at a, a resting happiness level <laughs> is way higher than what it used to be where, you know, it's, you know, criminal justice system is just like, it's, it's all negative. There's mm, nothing yeah. fun about like, yeah. going to court and, and <laughs> being in front of a judge, you know, it's just, uh, um, it's just negativity constantly. And, and it was just a hard thing to have to deal with. And This episode is brought to you by Red Bike Delivery. This delivery service operates only using battery powered, eco-friendly transportation. Red Bike Delivery is there for all your delivery needs, whether it's dinner for the family, flowers for your partner, or new houseplants for your new collection. Red Bike Delivery will gladly deliver those and everything in between. So what are you waiting for? Check out Red Bike Delivery on Facebook or Instagram for more information. Red Bike Delivery, because there's only one earth. I'm glad I did it and it made me a, a good litigator. Um, but then I kind of learned that this isn't really what, you know, <laughs> what's for me and I uh, had to lo- learn how to do things differently. And yeah, I just, um, I love what I get. I get to do use a lot more technology in what I'm doing now. Okay. And I love tech and setting up automations and things and how to do things once. And it does it five different times. And oh yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So sorry, all over the place with that, but, oh, but yeah, you're yeah. Good. no, it's kind of yeah. interesting to hear your perspective of it because I mean, I don't talk to lawyers yeah, very good. often. So <laughs> well done. <laughs> um, how long ago did you start the business? So 2008. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and then you started comedy like a few years after that. Yeah. 2012. Yep. Said, 2012. Right? Yep. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That's that crazy. Was, yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it was fun. I've, I've always, now I have, um, um, an assistant, so I'd never had that. I was just doing everything on oh my, my own, gosh. which, yeah, which is makes you, um, 
appreciate when you do have somebody that can yeah. help you, you know, I think we should all, you know, do everything that we expect the people that we asked to do things yeah. for us. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So, um, just so you can have an idea of what it is you're, I'm not going to ask anybody to do something I wouldn't do on my own yeah. and that I haven't done on my own. And, um, so it's just, it's really interesting to like kind of transition into like when I've been on my own for so long and, um, like in my own little hole, of things. <laughs> like when I go back into my office, when I'm not meeting with clients, it's just like me. And then, but now it's, I've got someone else that's helping me, which it is fantastic. It makes you have a greater appreciation for their job and yeah. their purpose. Because like, I mean, that's one thing with this podcast. Like when I started it, I didn't honestly didn't know how to do anything. Mm. Like I didn't know how the microphones worked. I'm like, how do I hook these things up? What yeah. is it? What is that? wire plug right. into right and so it's something you just kind of have to figure out and so by me just figuring it out myself and researching it online like i have a greater appreciation whereas i like i know people that have podcasts and they have like other people who help them yeah you know set things up who are tech people and i'm right. like you know like they don't know like if they had to go by themselves they wouldn't know what to yeah. do yeah yeah i think you you know and and it's kind of the, thing, the same thing with comedy too like we <laughs> we have to set things up too on our own. Like, and so there's times where I, w I help run, um, uh, used to help run a, a mic at, at Crunchies in East Lansing. Okay. And, and trying to figure out all this stuff, how this stuff worked. I had no idea how this worked. <laughs> and I'm, I'm still not perfect at it, but you know, just how can you, like, you know, do it on your own yeah. first so you can get a better understanding and appreciation for, for things too, you know. That's one thing I, I've always wanted to do comedy. Yeah. I, I was actually just talking to uh, fun. Pat. Um, how do you say his last name? Pat Seaver? Yeah. Oh, awesome. He, he was here Saturday. Oh, Saturday? great. Yeah. yeah. Saturday. Pat's a great guy. He started right around the same time I did, a little, okay. a couple months before I did. Um, yeah, I've known him for 10 years. Yeah. That's <laughs> it's, crazy. It's cool. That's yeah. cool. That is really cool. It's kind of cool to have like peers that started right around the same time, right? Yeah. It's, it's cool. There's, and now I'm in like 10 years in and I'm seeing people that are just starting right now and, you know, me, I'm sounds kind of sappy or whatever, but like I want to be the person that I would have liked to have had when I started. Right. Like, there's some really good people that some I guidance. got to know, right? Um, and then just kind of steer people in the right direction and, um, you know, let them figure it out on their own. But then if they come to me for advice, like, yeah, I'd be glad to, to help them. And then get when I get the opportunities to bring people to do stuff, which now is I get that I'm grateful to have that opportunity. I can kind of bring people with me that I think are, you know, right. really putting in the work and really interested in it. And that that's really cool. So, so are you headlining shows then? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I just started. So I recorded an album in the end of April and that's coming out, um, hopefully within the next couple months. And so that's my first one. So it took me 10 years to release it. <laughs> so I'm really excited about it. Um, I feel really good about it. I, you know, I was always kind of paranoid, like putting it out there. Mm. Is it going to be good enough? And yeah. all that kind of, you have that creative thing where it's never going to be good enough, right, you know? Right. And, um, so as I was working up to that, I kind of just reached out to a bunch of different people. I was like, listen, I'm trying to do this, do an hour, um, which I had never really done an hour before. Oh so, so I, I set a goal, you know, about eight months ago, um, eight months before, you know, April. So, and I just said, I need to, be able to do an hour on April 30th. So then I'm going to work backwards and I'm going to say, um, I want to have it X done by a week before the show and just kind of set it out from there. And then I just said, okay, I can't do this on my own. Uh, I'm going to need for, I need help from people and just reached out and said, Hey, can you, uh, give me a shot to, to do an hour here? Can you give me 45 minutes here at your show? And people, you know, the, what's so cool about the scene that you talked about your peers is, is like these people, want to be a part of it and because they're doing the same thing and there were just so many people that were um that just like kind of 
allowed me to do that. Like, and they had no idea. I mean, they know me, but they've never seen me do an hour before. So I was just so grateful that like so many people helped me, helped me along that, that road. And, you know, it meant a lot just being able to, to headline that show and do, uh, I did over an hour too. I, I, oh my, my <laughs> so it was great. I, I, it's like, you know, sometimes I'll watch a comedian and it's like, wow, this is taking a long time, you know? <laughs> and like, I didn't get that feeling. I felt, you know, um, I fin- I did like every joke that I did that I had kind of planned on doing and, uh, we video recorded it and then audio recorded it and the audio, the audio is going to come out soon. The video is going to come out a little bit later. Um, is it going to be on YouTube? Uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I think what I'm going to do with the video is if no one's interested in it, um, there's some streaming services that do comedy that, um, I'm going to pitch it to them and see if they're interested in it if they're not then i'll probably just self-release it on youtube okay um so are you thinking about trying to send it to like netflix or anything like that i don't know i mean that would be the dream i mean (laughs) i mean if they say no i mean whatever i mean like at least i mean you don't get anywhere by saying by not doing anything i guess um maybe hulu or amazon that kind of stuff would be and then there's some other places like comedy dynamics that that have um just devoted to stand up and things like that that um i'll give it a shot and then if not then we'll we'll see um i have had a couple uh record albums kind of that are a little interested in it and kind of shopping that around to see um what would be the best fit and then same kind of thing. If if nothing turns out, I'll just self release it. And the goal is to just try and get it up on Sirius uh, XM, and yeah, and then just start writing a new hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How di- how difficult is that when when you are writing jokes? How long does it take? What yeah. what is your process like? So it's kind of like um, especially. I'm sorry. No, no problem. But especially like working full time. Like yeah. I could imagine that like your thoughts are kind of all over the place. Do you yep. just like focus strictly on that when you're doing it? Yeah. Um, I try and like I've, I've during the pandemic and even before that I was reading a lot about like productivity and how can I be the most productive I can during the day um, and still, you know, be a human being. Right, <laughs> and, right. and so just learning how to set aside time where I'm just focused on that, like the creative process and, and doing things. And, and if it's not, if nothing's coming out of it, at least I'm kind of like working up towards I'm getting in that mindset of, of writing it. Um, what I found really helps is, is uh, this is old book called the artist's way where they just kind of talk about, it's not like specifically to writing. Um, it's kind of just more of the creative process. And they okay. talk about like writing pages in the morning, just writing and like kind of just getting that junk out of your head oh. and you kind of just doing that as much as you can. Um, and that's uh, one of those things that I found really helpful um it's oh, an yeah. older book uh pat was telling me about the the book the zen uh the zen of stand-up comedy yeah yeah yeah, comedy. yeah yeah that's yeah. a good one um you know the so just trying to get stuff done and then compartmentalize things and say like okay i'm gonna work on you know five different things for law and then i'm gonna you know have some time set aside where i can just you know write and, and do creative things the uh the joke processes, um, you know, it can take any amount of time. There's some still some jokes where I didn't put on the album that I'm still trying to figure out. Like I think this is funny, but I'm not really happy with where it's, it's like at. a funny concept. Yeah, yeah. And but I just I'm not happy with where it's at. But then there's somewhere it'll just like okay, wow, that one just really you know kind of fell into place. And wow. yeah, it's um, 
it's it's super cool. It's it's like a you it's one of those things where you can't practice it on your own either. You know, I know yeah. that's one thing that's like stopping me from wanting to do okay. it because I'm like, sorry, no, no problem. Um, I uh, like I, I there's some things that I think are funny, and I'm like, man, that, I wish I could like get up on stage and yeah. say that, but then I don't know if it is. Yeah, so yeah. That's I guess that's what's stopping me. Yeah, and one of the the things that if you just do it, you'll get you'll be able to kind of edit a little bit better, you know, more than when you're just starting out kind of a thing. And it's just through experience and just being like, okay, I think I can cut this down or cut this part out, but I think this is funny and maybe I can just kind of, you know, think about it up, up on stage and talk about it. And then just recording your sets and listening to it. It's a lot of like <laughs> listening to your own voice, which oh, is kind of narcissistic that. and it stuff, is. you know, it is. but like, <laughs> like for this too, I mean, you gotta, I'm sure you gotta listen to your stuff, but I don't. Yeah. I know. I, I literally, I, t- put, I understand. Yeah, I put I it out that. and I don't, there's been a couple episodes where I'll listen. Like if the guest has been really cool or yeah. like, I'm like, man, I want to hear their story again. I'll go back and listen. But the whole time I'm like, Oh, the, I hate my voice. <laughs> hate my yeah. voice. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just one of those things that, you know, it's, you're doing it for the betterment of, of the, what you're trying to put out. So yeah. it's just kind of hard to, but yeah, when, when I was getting ready for, to record, you know, I just had to listen to it and now I've had to listen to the, the album recording. Like the guy that's helping me edit it is sending me everything and I'm having to listen to it again. <laughs> it's like, he's like, I know your jokes probably better than you do. Like it's, it's funny, it, you know, um, but it, it, repetition like that, like you'll think of things that you maybe haven't thought before because you're, it's just so you're not relying on like memory to remember what it is. You're just kind of like you're, it's just coming out of you, you know? Right, right. Um, and then you can kind of think of some different things, but yeah. I guess like I, one of, one of the things I would be concerned about too is like saying it over and over, like yep. it would kind of lose its touch yeah. a little bit. It, it's, it, um, when I, I've struggled with that too, when about four or so years ago, but I've, I've kind of, I listened to this guy. Um, he helped. He's a stand-up comedian, and he left. Listen, um, helped me kind of punch up some jokes. And he, I think it was Roseanne Cash or something like that. She said, "Like, where's the magic?" So it's like a quote that she would always say um, when she's trying to perform. And it's like, what am I going to do that's going to be interesting or different or things like that? And I kind of always think about like I wrote that on the wall of of the Robin Theater when we were when I was performing, just to kind of keep that in mind. Like, how am I going to make this different? Like, instead of just these are all jokes that I've told, but how can I be like in the moment and focusing on like how can I do this at the best that I can at this particular moment? Even though I've said these jokes for right. some of them for you know seven eight years. So yeah, wow. <laughs> it's yeah, it's so it's so much fun. I mean, you should definitely yeah, do it. I should uh, yeah, I, yeah, I should do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and there's like, so many. There's the community here in Lansing is so welcoming too. Um, there's you know like Ellison has a open mic now. Um, Crunchies, um, Beggars Banquet. Yeah, uh, lots of great places have some places that are people that are really cool and will like you know talk to you about stuff. And yeah, I'd be glad to you know whatever <laughs> whatever I can do to help. I'd be glad to do that. It's just yeah. so much fun. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I definitely should just go to an open mic. Oh yeah, so. you just got to do it. Is, yeah. It's one of those things where if you can prepare yourself to death, if you just, just you gotta just jump out of the plane and do it. Yeah, one of those things. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah overthinking it's not gonna, it's not yeah. gonna help you. Yep. Yeah. And and it kind of, overthinking it like gets you into that editor's part of your brain already, where yeah. you kind of want to be and sit in the creative part of your brain and um, thinking about how can I just get all these ideas out and like, you know, it's like. Um, it's like a in baseball, you you know, you're just trying to improve your average. Like when you when you're starting out, like my average was probably like 
a one out of every 10 jokes would, would be great. And the rest of them are just garbage. <laughs> but like, as you're getting more reps in, you're going to improve your average and, you know, hopefully you can hit you know, you right, know, pro, right. 400 or something like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of, um, it's just, it's just a great, it's a, you know, it's like one of those things that called the process of writing or the process yeah. of creating. It's just like, how can you, you know, and it, it makes me be, it makes me want to be a better at a better person. Like, so working on myself, working on, you know, the things that about me that I don't, that are, you know, different or weird, or maybe I want to think about more like therapy, being in therapy and learning about just asking questions of myself that I've never asked before. And how can I work on those things? And it's just, it's, it's a cool thing. Even if it's not a, you know, if I'm not going to have a Netflix special or whatever, like, right. you know, how can I, you know, it just made me be a much better person and father and dad and, you know, and, um, well, it's kind of husband. an outlet too, right? For, sure. like for all the stress and yeah. everything you're going through. Like when you go on stage and you like make everybody laugh, that's gotta be a great feeling. Yeah. It's a great feeling. Um, yeah. That's, that's something I strive to do every single day is make my wife laugh. Yeah. Like, yeah. I try hard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, yeah. Same thing. Same here. I mean, my wife's my, um, my biggest critic and my biggest fan too, at the same yeah. time. She's, um, she's like, yeah, this is good. You might want to try that. And it works like every time, you know, she's just, <laughs> she's got that kind of performance mentality where she knows that's how cool. to do that. Well, so, she's yeah. a performer too. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. Does she uh, perform at all? Not Still? anymore. No. Um, she teaches. Um, she'll perform like every once in a while, like at holidays and things okay. like that for churches and stuff. But um, she's more of a teacher now, and she loves that. And cool. um, yeah, she's you know she's great at it. She's had some um, students go on to you know like Western, which is a great theater program, yeah. and all kinds. Of, it's just cool to see you know how she's evolving at because she was always amazing performer, but how could she evolve into being a, a teacher, which is wild and that's a completely different skill yeah especially with today's little shits <laughs> exactly exactly i know i know yeah it, there's there's she's got just so she has stories i have stories you know it's wild it's just about like you know and and being on zoom and like oh kids gosh. like checking their phone and stuff and it's like come on like we're in this thing like right you, you know you don't want to get better like turn your phone off <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah yep. does she teach uh, like high schoolers yeah she she teaches uh high school she used to be an adjunct at um lcc so okay. in their their music program um but a lot of uh high school people at um like okamis and has i didn't when i when i grew up Hazlitt had like a really good sports program yeah but now they're they have like i think it's like eight different choirs they have like it's their music program is so oh, huge. Wow. It's amazing. Like what they've done and the work they've put into it. It's just, uh, you know, even rivals like Okamis, which has always been like, a, you know, the real yeah. arts uh, yeah. kind of a thing. But yeah, I had no idea. And so she teaches wow. a lot of kids from Hazlitt. Um, they, they say, if you're going to be in your choir, you have to take private lessons, which is like, wow. So they, everyone's got to be cow. in taking private hats. So it's wild. Yeah. It's good though, to have that kind of standard for, for kids yeah. because then it kind of pushes them to want to be great. Yeah. You know, like if you're going to do this, don't waste our time. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Do you have any, uh, so for instance, like if you, if like become a successful comedian, you can yeah. do it full time. Would you yeah. quit law? Um, probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I've done my time, Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I, I like it. It's, I can help people. Um, but I, I just like to create things. Yeah. I would love to just be able to, 
you know, um, like I've got, a, I'm writing a book about like, it's kind of like a, a real life story about going to law school and like what it's like being a lawyer. Cause I don't think I didn't have anybody pull me aside and say like, listen, don't do this. <laughs> so well, it's kind of glamorized yeah. right yeah, by television absolutely. and shows like it, you, you picture this person in this like yeah. really fancy office and they're, yep. they're able to uh, just go into court and just <laughs> like that, just right. win the case. Right. It, it's, you'd be surprised at just like how little, judges know of the law i'm just gonna that, really yeah it, it's it's frightening at times you know oh um like we elect judges in michigan you know and i don't know how it really works in other states but um and it's supposed to it's like non-political in michigan but you're you're electing people yeah. based on basically a popularity contest yeah, if you like them so, or not. right um, I have a judge coming on here soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, maybe don't play this episode. <laughs> but it just, it's weird to me that that's the standard when, you know, when we're for, for a politician, like, okay, that's a, it's a politician. It's a, you know, popularity contest, right? Yeah. Who's going to yeah. knock on the most doors, this, that, anything. But for judges, it's like, why should a judge be based on how, uh, <laughs> how many votes they get? That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't, I don't know. Um, because no one, it's not like anyone's going to court to watch them. Right. You know, like, right. You know I, there are some judges that were, you know, are fant- that weren't great lawyers, but are fantastic judges. But they're, in my experience, they're just way more <laughs> that are, that just don't seem to care uh, um, a lot. And that's kind of, um, you know, that's a, it's a, you sort of glamorized about it. Like you don't see that on TV. Yeah. You just see like the judge is really interested in, in like, oh, I'm going to do the right thing. Like, and you know, it's not really that way. Um, one thing so. that really bothers me, and I don't know if I should just talk about this, but not, yeah, go ahead. but, um, I, <laughs> I, had, yeah, right? I can talk about whatever <laughs> yeah. I want, but, um, one thing that really bothers me with the, the, I guess the judicial system is that people aren't held accountable for like making for wrongdoings. Like mm. for instance, in my case, I have a ex-girlfriend who I had a kid with. Okay. Well, didn't know about it. Yeah. Um, well, I knew the kid was born, but yeah. I didn't know that he was mine until like almost he was three. He was almost wow. three. Wow. And supposedly Michigan has a law where it's like um, you have till he's three to try to establish paternity rights. Mm-hmm. So um, I did a DNA test, a home DNA test came out 99% mine. Yeah. And uh, so I'm like, okay, I guess I'll go to court. Yeah. So I took her to court to try to establish uh, paternity rights while yep. there was already an established father. Oh, wow. Okay. And she knew this, like she knew that it was uh, a possibility that he was mine. Mm. And she told me that she, we went back and forth through text messages and whatnot. Wow. And, um, and then this came out in court too. And it's like, how, the decisions that were made affects other people's lives yeah. and she's not held accountable whatsoever. Yeah, That's a really good point too. Um, and not to interrupt you, but, but that's, it, there are, it seems like it, that the judicial judicial system and the judiciary is like compartmentalized into these very specific things. Like, well, that's a crime. We're going to deal with it here. This is a civil thing. We're going to deal with it here instead of looking at it with a more holistic, like this is someone is bringing us, this question we need to decide it and right. what can we do to make this right um instead of like well i don't have jurisdiction you'll see Joel, i don't have the authority to do that like well why not right. <laughs> you know because in, why should i have to go to some other court to get the remedy that like what you're talking about like this person did something that's wrong um morally um 
probably legally wrong. Definitely. I mean, you would think um, it would be. Should yeah, be. right. And why couldn't they just say, that's terrible. And so we're going to write this wrong now. Right. Um, instead of like saying, all we can really do is say that you are the father or you're not the father. Like, right. You know, right. that's. Well, the thing is, is like if you are a dad and you want to abandon your child, you can do that. But yep. you might be held to accountability to where you have to pay child support. Right. And you may not have any rights to that child. Right. But in the opposite case, a woman can say, I don't I don't want him to or I don't want him to be a part. Like, I'm not going to try to I'm trying to figure out how I want to word it. But, you know, like, yeah, it, 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 she's in that situation. She's. Um, keeping him keep, from the child. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Yep. And there's, and there's no accountability think, for that. You would think there'd be some sort of legal ramifications for that. Yeah. And my point. there's not really other than like you get like an extra weekend or something, you know, you know right. like there's no, um, yeah, it, it's, it's my, very frustrating. The thing yeah. is like in my situation, like I understand why the judge didn't rule in my favor. I get okay. that. Cause you know, there's a law in Michigan where you have till he's three. And mm -hmm. at that time when we actually went to court, he was already three. Okay. Um, he turned three in January and we went in like March. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think I got the test back in like February. Actually, okay. I took the test on uh, Valentine's day. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I got it back shortly thereafter and then went to mm -hmm. court and whatnot. And, um, so I understand why there was already established father, somebody paying child support. I get all that. Mm -hmm. But it's like you would think that there would be an avenue like, okay, this person did me wrong. Like if somebody, yeah. uh, you know, does me like say somebody like destroys a, my property, I can sue that person yeah. for for destruction. Right. Like that person ruined a part of my life. Yeah. Like you would think I could sue that person for, for doing something to me. Right. 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 Yeah. Like, I don't know. It, I mean, what's your idea on that since well, you're a lawyer? Yeah. I, you know. What's really interesting, and I don't want to shit on judges so much, but more <laughs> as more as like the system in general, where like, you know, I think it, this it started out with a, a really good um, uh, idea, which was how we're going to help s solve problems. Mm. But then what we do is we make these people into more than what they really are. They're, they're human beings, right? right? So right. They're, they're just because you're wearing a robe and things like that, you're just a human being, right? right. And well, you have to stand up when they come in the room, like all this kind of stuff. It's just like <laughs> the, the flag and the, the cop with the gun, like all this kind of stuff that, you know, it's trying to establish authority of right. this. But then you lose that authority when you have situations like that, where right. it's like, we're coming to you as human beings. Yeah. We have a, a situation where you've established that this is your child. And just because there's a rule that says, you know, up at 36 months of age, right. <laughs> this right. is, you can no longer win. That, that doesn't make right. any sense. What, why does that, why is that the case? Like that's your child. And so I, I don't know. I just have a real hard time where, you know, we have to respect the authority of this, but how are we supposed to do that when we're just trying to come to you as, as, people to solve the problem that has right. arisen amongst us how can you know maybe community can get involved one cool thing that, that i did the probably the the best thing that i was ever a part of was uh for juveniles they have like a teen court which is kind yeah. of a really cool thing where if you're a juvenile you know under a certain age they'll um if you do something bad like a non-violent crime they'll send you in front of a group of kids your age and then you get judged by your peers yeah right and Whoa. it's in it you be surprised like how um 
serious the kids take it that are on that and it comes up with a really great usually a really great solution and they the people that come out of that program um are usually you know don't they're not recidivists they don't you know commit more crimes and because they're part of a community where like they're the same you know they're it, equal yeah yeah and whereas like do i think that i'm an equal of a guy that wears a black <laughs> or a woman that wears a black robe no, that i have to stand not. up right I, you know yeah. I, it just that's kind of weird to me i don't, I don't know if i was kind of but we just kind of accept those things as, as being true but we kind of just take a step back you know that's a community in me is like looking at things and how do we <laughs> how do we look at things differently but um yeah how can we how can we make the community a more part of um the the outcomes you know that we have and i don't know it just seems like like in in your situation i think if you put 40 50 people in a room they would probably come up with the decision that like you're right. his father like what we can't you know we can't really i be able to get away of that yeah no i i definitely i mean it, obviously i think the judge should have ruled in my favor but you know that's just me from a bias yeah. point i'm like you know i'm not i'm a good person like you see yeah. my house i get i'm a I obviously can provide mm -hmm. that's not the issue i'm a good dad like all yeah. that that's good but i understand that there's a law mm -hmm. and the judge is kind of bound by that law also mm -hmm. and the thing is he said he's like I, I would like to rule in your favor okay um well at least that's kind of nice I guess. but he was bound by that law he's like i but i have to you know yeah essentially abide by it yeah i don't know so i guess it's a yeah. law problem too yeah um I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to. I don't. Know. I, don't I don't let that bother me. Like it, yeah. it doesn't bother me, but like I guess I'm going back to the accountability thing. Sure, that's what really bothers makes, me. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that, and I think that um, it's it's hard to. Yeah, it's hard to come up with because um, there's so many cases and there's so many situations oh, yeah. and like but and sometimes it's just like perpetuating itself. I think that you know. Um, and I just don't think people have been, you know, creative enough to think of different ways of solving this problem. Just going to do it the same Because it's so way. entrenched. I mean, yeah. like you said, it's a popularity contest. Like, yeah. how are you going to get rid of that? Yeah. I mean, you, you have people that obviously are liked by the general public. Right. Oh, and, and like, I mean, we kind of just seeing it right now, like the idea of appointing someone for life to a, a, to a position. Yeah. That is crazy like Supreme I mean, Court. Yeah, yeah right i mean in the 1800s when we were living like 70 years at most <laughs> but now these people are, are super old I yeah mean, like in um i almost yeah. think there should be age limits yeah too. for sure i mean there are for state court judges i mean you don't, yeah you don't um you can't get appointed for life in state courts just like federal court and you could say that that's one of the checks and balances like you know the executive branch could still point people to the supreme court for life and that's one of their, you know, their powers to check on them is that the, you know, legislature, right. yeah, it kind of all works together. But man, that's a lot of power. Like, you know, uh, to be able to affect, you know, two, almost 300 million people with one decision, that's huge. It that's a huge. huge um, and to, to change something that's been in place for, you know, 40, 50 years, like with just one opinion, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, Talking about Roe v. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That um, was, that was a crazy crazy day yeah yeah i know um yeah and I, i'm you know talking a lot about law but like I, I think at some point we need to rewrite the constitution i think that's just something we need to do um yeah. there's just so many things it's just held together by like duct tape and like string that you tie bread together with like it, it just doesn't make any sense anymore like the only problem with that is like do you trust these people to rewrite I, them? that's true and so then how could we 
how could we have a more um we the people approach yeah yeah i mean there there's we have all this technology we have the ability to have a hundred people in a zoom meeting or yeah. something i'm not saying i'm not you know dumbing it down to that level Let's just be on zoom and we'll solve all the problems <laughs> you know but like how can we figure out a way to have more of a direct participation in our government and and not leave it up to you know people that are career politicians and things like that i mean i it just i don't think that even that wasn't how it used to be yeah. i mean like, these people were like you know they were a you know, like a lawyer and they went back to their community for all the year and then they were in session for a couple months and yeah. when they came to washington now it's just they're there all the time some people don't even go back to their home right, jurisdictions right. they're just there you know it's it, it's it is kind of it is kind of wild to think yeah. about how we don't use technology in that realm mm-hmm. and, and i almost kind of think it's on purpose the fact because yeah. i mean if there was technology obviously people could take that take over advantage. yeah, yeah. And take, yeah. take advantage yeah. i mean you could see it in like the um uh, voting process mm-hmm. like why can't we vote online right you can bank online right <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a, I didn't even thought of that yeah that's a that's a brilliant answer to that yeah like, yeah we bank we trust enough to be able to bank online right. why can't we yeah why isn't there yeah. some sort of protected system for, <laughs> right. for voting yeah I, I mean I'm sure you can hack that too but sure sure um but yeah that's a, yeah that's a great point yeah I never even thought of that. <laughs> we do all this <laughs> stuff online. Yeah. You know? Um, so by being a lawyer, do yep. you, do you find a lot of material? Is it just like pretty yeah. much readily available? Yeah. I, I, I would assume you get like so many different kind of clients and yeah. Interesting uh, characters. Yeah. Interesting characters. Definitely. <laughs> um, especially in like my, you know, younger, um, and I don't, like I don't try and I don't talk about people by name. Yeah, um, I'll just kind of use maybe parts of their personality or situations <laughs> um, that have come up. You know, like one one time I had um, I had to go to Detroit for court, and uh, so I, I had never been to this court before. And I went to the clerk, and I went to it's like who do I have to go? Who's the prosecutor I have to meet with? And she's like, you know, you want to go down to the left, um, and Mr. Skywalker's office is on the left. Oh I'm God. like, what? Did you say? Skywalker? She's like, yeah, his name's Luke Skywalker. And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> so in Wayne County, there's a prosecutor who's changed his name to Luke Skywalker. Oh and my he's God. He's an assistant <laughs> prosecuting attorney in Wayne County. Oh and uh, I don't know, like, if how he made it through the interview process or something, but like, you know, he, your only hope, Luke. <laughs> um, you know, I didn't have my lightsaber on me that day. I don't know what I'm going to do. And so just stuff like that, just wild stuff. Like, that, that. this is. Like, that was a that was a great day. I, I was very <laughs> excited about that day, but um, yeah, just wild things. What was like his that. character like? Um, yeah, I mean, he was he was just like not what you would expect Luke Skywalker to be. I didn't, he, he was just kind of an old man, like a, like wow. a, like a grandpa kind of thing. But that was his name was Luke Skywalker, which is wild. Like, and I and I didn't really get the chance to like, what's up with you, dude? Why did you do that? Because I, you know, my, I don't want my client to go to prison. But um, so, you know, it was just kind of like, uh, it's just like different things like that. You that know, is come crazy. Up and, yeah, you meet so many people. Um, yeah, like famous people with famous people last names that get in trouble. You know, like Kenny Kenny Rogers had, had that. You know, yeah. Um, just kind of all kinds of different things. People call me up for for free consultation. That's the oh that's the mine of of like <laughs> the well that never keeps on giving. Um, people asking me if you huff gas, will it show up on a drug test? Like stuff like. Are that. you serious? <laughs> yeah. 
Will it? No. But I I I, uh, I told him that it would. Uh, I lied, and I I regret. I don't know. If I and morally, I think that I um I should have. Siri I, thought I was talking to her. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I just told him that it didn't, but. Uh, I told him it did, but it, it actually doesn't. You can <laughs> huff gas and it won't show up on a drug test. So, yeah. Oh my Don't gosh. huff gas, though. It's a bad. Yeah, that kills <laughs> brain cells. Yeah. And with the prices, it's a designer drug right now. That's, <laughs> that's very, it's very expensive. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's yep. hilarious. Yep. And I could imagine that that field is probably just, like, never ending. No matter, like, what the market's like. I mean, people are yep. always dying. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. With, um, I know, it's, it's, um. Yeah, it's kind of job security, kind of like with yeah. you know, criminal defense. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like uh, you know, the, the only time then where there wasn't a lot of criminal defense happens during the pandemic. Like, people weren't, weren't getting arrested because <laughs> uh, we were just in our homes. But, um, you know. What, what was that like being a lawyer and seeing and working on that side of the law and mm-hmm. seeing some of these people get away with, like, destroying the city and stuff? Oh, man. It, that was um, – it. so many things have happened in the last, you know. Oh, just so many. I know. It's just it, – I don't think there's ever been, at least, I mean, I'm 40, I'll be 42, um, next, next week. And I, thanks. (laughs) Um, and I just haven't seen this much change happening in such a short period of time, you know, just so many things. Like we did, everything is different the way we did it, you know? And, um, yeah, just all kinds of crazy stuff that, um, yeah, it, it was just so frustrating to like, watch on you know on both sides too like you know, i'm not i'm you know i have political ideals but i don't like to be biased and like, yeah an idea. right and yeah. it's just you know we were trying to like we were trying to like survive for a period of time but some some people were thinking like my rights are way more important than yeah. everyone else's and it's like well you're not going to have any rights if you're dead. <laughs> so like, I, can we just pump the brakes a little bit yeah. on that a little bit? No yeah. one's trying to, you know, no one's trying, I don't know. No one's trying to control you. I, the government doesn't have, they can barely fix the roads, let alone like manip- manipulate you. Into, <laughs> well, they're fixing them all right now. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, because we got the election going up, right? Yeah. I, that's so bad. It's so, I mean, living, uh, have you lived out of Michigan? Have you always lived I'm, in Michigan? I'm actually from Florida. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So y- you get like how it's different other places, you know, yeah. it's, it's yeah. like even Ohio, who we like to shit on all the time. <laughs> they have amazing roads. They do. As soon as you hit the Ohio border, <laughs> you're so like, great. I'm in Ohio. <laughs> yeah. It's so great there. And like, you know, I kind of like it there. <laughs> like Columbus is cool. Like Columbus you know. is really cool. Have you yeah. ever performed at the fun? Uh, I can't talk at the funny bone. No, not yet. Have so, you been there? Yeah. Oh, yeah I love that. It's club. really cool. Yep. There's a lot of cool places in Ohio, in Cleveland. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah. So when the album comes out, the idea is just trying to branch out and do more things out of Michigan. And um, I've kind of stayed in Michigan and, you know, I've been starting out here. Um, so I, no one out of, out of the state has seen me when I'm bad. <laughs> so like, I feel like I'm at a place where I feel like I can kind of go to different places now. That's cool. Like That's I've, really per- cool. I've performed in Chicago and stuff like that and other like Indiana and okay. Ohio and stuff, but I want to kind of branch out and hit the you know, more of the bigger clubs and stuff. That's and, really cool. Yeah. That's so, really cool. Yeah. Um, how often are you doing comedy? So do, you do it every week. Um, right now I kind of took a break after the album recording. So now I'll kind of do, <clears throat> 
kind of picking and choosing like what shows I'm going to do. Like before I would just hit like whatever I could do. Yeah. And it was a lot. And you know, my wife was super annoyed and, <laughs> and she finally, I, I'll never forget this. She, she said, listen, you're spending so much time away from home. So you better be good at this because <laughs> you cannot suck. You're you're leaving me with this kid and uh, he's staying up all night. And you know, it was, uh, you know, now, now he's, Oh, I, he actually did. Um, uh, so at the album recording, I had my, one of my best friends, uh, Robert Jenkins, um, who's a friend of Pat Sievert, he was the host. And then oh. we had a special guest who was my 10-year-old son, did oh, jokes. And what? it was like the proudest dad oh moment ever. It was so cool. That is so um, cool. And, and I didn't push him. I, I like didn't push him into it. He he came up to me and he's like, Dad, can I tell jokes at your album recording? I'm like, absolutely. Like, so <laughs> let's just work on them. And he he wrote some jokes and we worked on it. It was just so like, he loved it. He just, that is so cool. yeah, he raising a little comedian. I know, I know, I know. It's like, yeah, you know, trying to mold him and do funny <laughs> things, but yeah, he, um, it was so cool. It was just so proud. I, you know, and he did so great. I was, um, blown away. And where did you record it at? Um, the, uh, Robin theater. In, okay. Yeah. He did say that. Yep. Yep. Where's such that, a great where's place. That, that is in Rio town. Oh, um, okay. Which is such a cool area now. Um, did not used to be a cool area like 15 <laughs> years ago. No, no. No, it's so great there. Yeah, it's and a hip. It's like yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, you can walk yeah. around with beer outside. Really? Yeah, like a social district. You can just kind of walk around with beer I and everything. They can't arrest you. Yeah, it's wild. Like, That's like legit. In, in, they had that in um, Louisville, Kentucky, which I thought was really cool. Okay. And, and I was like, well, you can do that here now. It's pretty sweet. Well, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, lots of cool places there. And Dylan, who owns it, fantastic guy, like just was um so welcoming being able to have me there and we did two shows uh because i wanted to make sure i didn't <laughs> screw it up so we did two shows on the same night and um yeah got a lot of footage and it was i was just so happy um yeah just looking forward to that's seeing really it when it comes cool. out that's yeah. really cool yeah. yeah i'm happy for it. i can't wait yeah thanks, let man. me know when it comes i will out. yeah for sure I'm, yeah. I'm gonna tell everybody <laughs> to everybody yeah yeah um yeah, you'll have to let me know. That way I can go back and put the links and everything oh, for sure. to the in, the in the episode. Yeah. Yeah, dope. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, so that you don't know when it'll come out? No, we're we're Soon. We got the final cut for the the audio. Video's taking a little bit longer because we had to get the audio so okay. we can do that. But um hopefully he's gonna give me the final thing here. So within the six weeks I'll be able oh, to okay. come out and okay. I'm gonna do a um release party at the fledge um oh, in, yeah. in lansing with um jerry norris is a great guy have you yep. talked with him yeah i was before? on his i was on his podcast okay cool yeah, yeah. jerry's so cool i yeah. love jerry so much he really helped he gave me a spot to kind of do a lot of comedy when i was okay um, and just a really nice guy um his wife's great too and yeah um yeah I'm, it'll be fun just kind of um have a bunch of people i'll let you know just just yeah. come come and that'd hang be, out and cool. um and yeah I'm trying to get it to, to number one that night. So if I could, because apparently it doesn't take that much to get an album, uh, a comedy album to number one during a day. It just has to be during really? the day. Like they just, it's up to date sales. Just get it there. And it's crazy. Yeah. Huh. So, interesting. Yeah. Yep. Um, now, what are your thoughts on having a comedy club here in town? Oh, man. It's such a struggle. Like it's <laughs> such, I've been trying, the puzzle that is um, Lansing and East Lansing, mm. I've been trying to solve for. 10 years of comedy yeah. so ann arbor has a fantastic comedy scene they have ann arbor comedy showcase which is one of my favorite clubs that's and pat's too yeah yep yeah, he, um he loves that place yeah and the cool thing about ann arbor is people live 
in work in Ann Arbor, I think. I may be wrong about this. This is kind of my 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 guess. Um, it is with Lansing. At times, we're more of like a commuter town because we have mm-hmm. the government. Yeah, the people live in like Dewitt. They live in yeah all these other places, and they come to Lansing, but then they leave at the end of the day. Right. So it's really hard to keep like a club downtown Lansing where you kind of would want to have something like that. And I think the place to have the club would be East Lansing yeah. because college, um, yeah, college kids. Yeah, you've got yeah. college kids. You've got professors that live in and around East Lansing. You got um, you know auto owners isn't that far from there. Um, yeah, Okemos and things like that are right around East Lansing. I think that's the key to do it. No one's ever tried that. Um, it's just been tough. We had connections. You know, they didn't pay their taxes. That went away. That's we what had, it was? Yeah. <laughs> then we had had trippers. They didn't pay their taxes and then went away. Really? Um, yeah. Just can't pay your taxes. I don't know where it is. <laughs> but um, And then the other the other comedy club didn't work out recently. Oh, um, the funny is funny. Yeah. yeah. And, and this is just all... A bummer, you know, it is. and because we need that kind of space. The but, thing is, with funny is funny. My wife and I went there, yeah. and uh, the comedy or the co- comedians were funny. Mm. Um, however, there wasn't like much of a crowd. There was yeah. only like a handful of us, and so like yeah. the comedians are obviously riffing out the crowd. Yeah, and they did really well. Yeah, they did really good. Yeah. Um, and then it was just it's just weird because you're like in a theater so it's a weird space like it has high ceilings and that's yeah that's a real challenge for comedy is you need you you almost need like a basement like this yeah you need like a dark like like dingy yeah yeah like like the comedy cellar in new york which is like the mecca like that's in the basement it's like low ceilings it's um you know you're going downstairs it's like there's nothing else to distract you the ceilings aren't high like it's People are tight. You're right close together. Like the science of like people being in this the same spot yeah, and yeah. it's in, infectious laughter is like, you know, a real thing. Cause I've been <laughs> doing it for so long. You kind of just see like what works and what doesn't work. And that's tough to make that work in an environment where it's just not conducive to comedy. Cause it's, yeah. you have to, you're fighting against so many things like people on their phone and like, you know, people getting drunk and all that <laughs> stuff like that. You know, it's just tough to like, there's so many things that have to go right for a yeah. show to, to work. That was another um, thing about that. You couldn't buy alcohol. I know, there's no alcohol, yeah. And I was like, when my wife and I went, I'm like, man, like that that really is what's missing yeah. for comedy. Because like whenever I go to a comedy club, like I went, my, we'd go to the Bob all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, That's coming back, too. I know, that's I heard. Dope. I'm so yeah. excited. Yeah. Um, you know, you'd get alcohol, and yep. that's what makes comedy. Yeah, uh, part of comedy, anyways. Yep. Yeah, and I'm so glad that that room is coming back because I finally made it to middle there, <laughs> and then they're like, "We're closing." And I'm like, uh. "Damn it!" Because <laughs> that's what happened with connections. I had finally worked up to where I was going to start getting like a paid weekend as like a host wow. and stuff, and they're like, "Oh, we're closing." Oh <laughs> my god! And then I was at Trippers, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna we want you to middle." And then they closed, and then like I finally got into the into the Bob and and um and and Doctor Grins, and then they closed, you know. But then they're coming back, and I'm 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 very happy. Are they coming um, back as Doctor Grins again? I believe so. Okay, yeah. Which yeah, that was it was a great club. There Why was, did they shut down? Do you know? I think they were going to sell the Bob, oh, okay. and then I think that fell through, and then now they're just will open it back up, which is fantastic. Yeah, I was upset about that because that's a cool place. Yeah, very cool just, place. Um, yeah, had. Lots of good shows there. Lots met a lot of like, um, got to work with some really great people like Nate Bargatze. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I got to work with him. He's just an amazing dude. He's just funny. So I like funny. Yeah. Like, 
Um, he bought me ribs. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, he's like, you want to go out and get some dinner? I'm like, yeah, when am I ever going to get to hang out with Nate Bergazzi again? And yeah, it was so fun. Um, that is so very cool. Yeah. I met yeah. Uh, Greg Fitzsimmons there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. My it's wife, very and funny we, guy. we went and seen him. I think it was last summer before they closed. Okay. Not, yep. Was it last summer? They closed I last think so. Yeah. 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 And then we met um, uh, Brad, Brad, Brad Williams. Brad Williams. Yeah. yeah he's yep. funny too. Yeah. Yeah. Very funny dude. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know how to make it work, you know, the, the club in Lansing, but we definitely need one. Um, I would love to be able to do that. Um, it, it's kind of like you have to have a multi-use space almost where you can yeah. have like a, a restaurant. Bar, yeah. A restaurant. Yeah. And then be able to turn it into comedy. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's some cool spots in East Lansing that I think would be, would be good. The just too, super expensive there, mm, you know, yeah. and, um, it's just a, a puzzle that we haven't been able to yeah. figure out yet. Yeah. yeah. How many comedian, how many local comedians do you think there are? Yeah, there is probably like, um, between 15 and 20 people mm. that like are doing it okay. on, on a regular basis, like at the open kind of mic level. Yeah. And then. There are, you know, less people are getting paid work on weekends and stuff like that. But there's a good um, amount of people that are really working at it and are getting better, which is cool. Because because we don't have a club, we got to hustle yeah. way more than anybody else, like in Detroit or Grand Rapids or right. Ann Arbor. So um, the one good thing about Lansing is we're, you know, an hour from each one of those places, hour and a half. Um, so, yeah, we just got to get out there and keep doing it and... It makes you work harder and, <laughs> you know, get you creative. Like, more yeah, too. yeah. how many sets can I get in in one night if I go to Detroit or Grand Rapids? And, um, yeah, it's it's fun. It's a challenge. and But hopefully at some point we can figure out how to <laughs> keep yeah. a club here. That'd I be hope great. so. I yeah. hope so. I'd yeah. love to be involved in that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about on the podcast before we wrap this up? No, I just appreciate the time, man. This yeah. How did fun. you, how did you hear about the podcast? Cause I didn't um, reach out to you. No, uh, it was on, um, five one seven living. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I'm trying to get my wife to talk to you too. So, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, she runs her yeah. own business too. So, yep. okay. What, yeah. Okay. What's in, what's she's, um, um, she's actually an energy <laughs> worker and like okay. a Reiki, uh, Reiki master. Okay. And, um, yeah, so she uses, her not talking about my wife now so she's amazing <laughs> um she uses like uh her voice like voice and voice instruction and energy work to get people to um deal with you know um you know, things that they've worked with in their childhood different things like mm. that how to open up be more um uh i don't know i never grew up i never knew anything like this but like she she's really into um spirituality and how can you know, we connect with, other, she's a psychic medium too, which okay. I never, I was like, this is crazy. Right. But like, right. you know, I, I, there's so many times where she's said things about people to them that she has no idea uh, what it is. Not like, Oh, you have a mother and a father, like, like <laughs> not like super gentle things, very specific things. Right, right. And like things that I'd never told her about that. She, she's like, yeah, your dad had a, a red convertible. And I was like, how do you know? How did you know that? Like, that's not even, cause my dad would, is not the kind of guy that would have had that. And she's, it's just so wild. She's just very intuitive and, and helps people kind of grow that part of them. I'm um, scared. Yeah, I don't want her to sit across from me and read me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, I know it's, it's, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, 
I never grew up like that. I was yeah. always in the opposite mind where more like ego driven, like where okay. I have to do this, that, and this and right, that. Where right. she's like, just let it happen. And yeah. you know, the more you kind of back off and pushing for things, they'll happen more. It's just, I mean, there's gotta be something to that. Right. Yeah. I mean, because like, I mean, for instance, like I grew up in, in a religious home. So okay. like a lot of that was like, like, no, that's like yeah. witchcraft. Right. But there's right. gotta be something to that. There's definitely something to energy. Cause like when I you meet so. somebody, yeah. you, can, you can get a feel for who they are. Like, okay, this person's energetic. Like for sure. he, like we have a good vibe going for sure. Or if there isn't that you're like, okay, yeah. this is weird. Absolutely. Like you, get, you get a weird feeling. Yeah. Like I didn't know. So I would, I would always feel that like growing up. Cause I grew up in a religious family too. And okay. I would, um, my mom's a minister now and she, like I would have to go to church all the time. So yeah. like there are people where I would just get like a vibe, like you said, like, Oh weird. I, and yeah. I would want to go and hide. And there's some people like, <laughs> I would like, wow, these people are great. And I would want to hang out with them more. And like my wife said, you know, that's like being an empath. That's kind of what you, you you can take on the feelings and emotions of other people, which is mm. it's like, Oh, that's, you know, but the more I read about it, it's like, you know, wow, there is something to that. Yeah. And, you know, we all, all are like, we're like in the universe is all made of energy and matter. Yeah. And like, so it's, it is interesting, like how that all, um, works. And, and I'm the kind of person, like I love to learn. So it's, it's been cool to kind of have someone that's totally opposite to me <laughs> and how I can learn from her and she can learn from me. And we kind of learn, um, she's like, oh, I'm learning about like how we, how we keep trauma in our bodies, which is, mm. it's kind of somatic, um, uh, healing, which is yeah. like, because we're, we're all, um, we all perceive things through our central nervous system. It gets yeah. stored in our, our body yeah. and how, and sometimes that, that can limit us as people. So how can we figure there's different, um, moves and like yoga can help you get rid of that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's just fascinating to me where, um, I don't believe all of everything I hear, but right, it's just like, it's right. kind of, it's like, that makes kind of sense. Right. Well, so I definitely yeah. believe that. Yeah. That because, uh, for instance, when I, before we're like, now we're like at an hour, but, um, <laughs> um, when I, before I moved out, I had a very stressful childhood and everything. And I moved out when I was 17. Oh, wow. And because of my stressful environment and everything, I had bald spots on the back of my head. Yeah. Went to the doctor. She's like, it's because you're stressed out and it's not going to grow back. It's alopecia or whatever. Mm. So, um, I moved out and then three months later it grew back. Yeah. And it's like, my body was like stressing. Like it was just trying yeah. to protect itself. I know. And, uh, I think some, so many people like have that problem. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's but, funny. Like even during my days now, like when I, um, like today I finished up, so I don't have much going on tomorrow, but I finished up kind of my week um this afternoon and like once i finished that up there was like this release mm. of stress and yeah. i just started like a you know like your dog kind of like starts yawning like that kind of thing like <laughs> where they just like release stress i'm like just start you know i'm just like oh i'm so tired now like i just <laughs> released all the stress out of right. my body which is you know it's crazy how um how that works our bodies are just very fascinating i'm just yeah. learning more about, about and they're that. extremely resilient yeah too. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. It is uh, wild. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yep. Well, man, thanks for doing yeah, this. Absolutely. Was, this was fun. I know. Same here. Please yeah. have your wife come on and Absolutely. Do this. I'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> she's very, she's very, uh, very modest and, and quiet, but I got to push her out there. So. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. It'll be fun. I know. I'll tell her. Yeah. All right, cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah.